And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Yavaldi, and right here in good old San Antonio. We're grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. And joining me is my wonderful co-host for the program, Miss Trish Lujan. How are you doing today, Miss Trish? Oh, it's great. I just wish the weather was like yesterday's. <laughs> <laughs> on this program, Sean, we try bringing you a variety of informative discussions, highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. Today we have the pleasure of speaking to Monsignor Charles Pope, pastor at Holy Comforter St. Cyprian Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. He's got a three-night speaking presentation he'll be delivering at Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church, beginning next week. That's right. And uh, for those of you who didn't already know, uh, Monsignor Charles Pope is also going to be brought in as our keynote speaker for this year's Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner taking place in April. So it's going to be great to hear what he's going to be talking about next week at Our Lady of the Atonement. Maybe we get a sneak peek as to what he's going to talk about at Fishers of Men. Highly doubtful, but you know, there's always room to wish, right? Uh, And joining us in the bottom of the hour will be Jennifer and Dan. 70 of Spiritual Retreat Foundation and founders of Sanctus Ranch. They're on to discuss the first New Wine Women's Retreat. Uh, It's always fun to visit with these two, so I'm going to be super excited to bring them on in just a little bit. Uh, New Wine actually is the women's uh, retreat that I think, I'm just thinking, I'm guessing (laughs) at this, that it came as a a need, as a desire to uh, counter uh, the Whiskey, Cigars, and Jesus uh, men's retreat that, you know, Dan and uh, Father Richard Gooden uh, had put on a, a couple times already. So it's going to be exciting to hear about that. I know uh, it was delayed uh, once before, but mm-hmm. they're rearing to uh, you know, get registrations going on it and get that uh, you know, retreat going. So before we get to those conversations, uh, let's go ahead and get today's program started the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. And remember, just as we pray, Ask that the Lord would make his will known to you and for the grace to accomplish his will and loving obedience. So please join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration. Continue with your help and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming your holy name and the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection and draw us, our families, and all our loved ones ever closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Joseph, head of the Holy Family. Pray for us. Mary, mother of the Savior. Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, So again, uh, would you go ahead and get us started off uh, with a recap of last week, Trish? Yes. So we have some news, a statement from the John Paul II Nursing Home in Kennedy, Texas. It is with great sorrow we share the passing of Sister Agnes Bochenik on Thursday, January 26th at Connolly Memorial Hospital in Floresville, Texas. With humility and gratitude, may we consider her life as an example of faith and source of hope 
in our Christian lives. A rosary will be held in Panamaria, Texas, at Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary Church. That's going to take place Monday, January 30th at 6 p.m., with the funeral following on Tuesday, January 31st at the same church and in Panamaria at 9 a.m. The funeral will take place, and it will also be live-streamed on the John Paul II YouTube channel. May we reflect her kindness and grace. Amen. If you would, uh, you know, please pray for the repose of Sister Agnes's soul. Eternal rest grant unto her, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon her. Uh, may the soul of Sister Agnes and all the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also want to thank and give a big thank you uh, to Father Chris Munoz and the Blessed Sacrament Catholic Church uh, Parish Community uh, for making us feel so welcomed uh, and for their support during uh, this weekend's car raffle ticket sale event uh, that we had out there. Uh, I tell you to, to hear Father Chris, um, you know, give his homilies to, um, you know, to celebrate mass in, in such a, a reverent way and to see yes. that connection he's got with his parishioners. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they were so supportive uh, being out there. We got a chance to speak to a lot of people. Uh, so I want to thank, you know, Father Chris. I want to thank the parishioners out there. I want to thank uh, Miss Marty, you know, who helped coordinate, you know, that, that uh, you know, Paracel event. I just want to thank all of you, and of course, my my team of volunteers uh, from uh, Miss Blanca, Miss Tony, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Irene, uh, and of course, you know, Mario and I were very grateful because I mean, they take a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of the burden off of uh, us both. I mean, if it was just us two yesterday, could have been a disaster. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of people, you know, and uh, uh, again, I, I am so thankful for that. Uh, and actually, taking place this weekend, uh, the Paracel uh, uh, raffle ticket sale event is going to take place at Holy Spirit uh, Catholic Yay. Church. So last year, uh, you know, it was a great showing. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting more of the same, uh, if not better, uh, you know, this weekend. So again, I can't thank, you know, thank you enough, uh, you know, listeners, um, you know, for all your support and the love that you show uh, for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, and of course, your desire to help keep this apostolate uh, ongoing in our mission of evangelization through the powerful means of radio. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Uh, and what else we got going on, Trish? Yes, it is National Catholic Schools Week kicked off yesterday. And some of you folks are, are probably wondering, what is National Catholic Schools Week? Well, I'm going to answer your question. Since 1974, <laughs> National Catholic Schools Week is the annual celebration of Catholic education in the United States. It starts the last Sunday in January and runs all week, uh, which in 2023 is January 29th to February 4th. The theme for National Catholic Schools Week this year is Catholic Schools, Faith, Excellence, Service. And uh, on that same note, we also want to congratulate um, or congrats to the Texas Conference of Catholic Bishops Elementary Teacher of the Year, Mrs. Julie Ortiz, and she's from St. John Birchman's Catholic School here in San Antonio. How about that? One of San Antonio's very own uh, right here uh, to be, you know, uh, being recognized mm-hmm. by the uh, Texas, uh, you know, Conference of Catholic Bishops. How awesome is that? She's actually elementary teacher there. Yeah, yeah she currently is the fifth grade and religion to third grade and eighth graders 
there at the school. How about that? Congratulations, Miss Ortiz. Uh, and also, I want to talk about the Salesian Family Day coming up. Uh, this is going to take place February 5th. Um, you know, actually, that's just in a, in a few days. Um, this is going to be at the St. John Bosco School here in San Antonio, located at 5630 West Commerce Street. Um, again, this is St. John Bosco School. So you're invited to participate in the Texas Salesian Family Day 2023. Enjoy a presentation of the Strena uh, for 2023. Experience a talent show and celebrate the mass with the Salesian family. All ages are welcome. Come to be renewed in the spirit that moved St. John Bosco and St. Mary Mozzarella to respond with hope, courage, and joy. Uh, this is an in-person celebration Sunday, February 5th at St. John Bosco School Gym. Again, that's at 5630 West Commerce Street here in San Antonio. Uh, you can register online. Go to SalesianSistersWest.org uh, and then just scroll down um, you know, for with the events and uh, you'll find the links for that. Nine o'clock is registration. Nine thirty, a welcome and presentation. Talent show begins, uh, you know, around ten, uh, and you're going to start preparing for mass, uh, you know, around eleven o'clock, and a celebration after mass. So uh, it's always great to, you know, to for any event that the you know the sisters yes. put on. Uh, and I love just, the sisters. <laughs> yes. Now, FYI, all right. So the Salesian Sisters of Saint John Bosco, also known as the Institute of the Daughters of Mary, Help of Christians, we are going to recognize them at this year's Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner as that. the yeah. 2023 uh, Fishers of Men uh, honorees for their work, uh, for their charity, uh, for their work for the youth, uh, and on and on. So again, more to come on that. Uh, but you know. We're probably about a minute away or so before making connection with Monsignor Charles Pope. Uh, and lastly, I want to just discuss, uh, the, you know, for all those within the, you know, listening area, especially up there in the Marble Falls area. Fredericksburg area, and even our listeners here in San Antonio, the 11th annual men's, uh, Catholic con, or the 11th annual Catholic men's conference put on by the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men, uh, they've got their conference taking place at San Jose Parish in Austin, Texas, uh, and this is going to be February 18th from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. We've got speakers on board, uh, such as Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Tim Glumkowski, um, and John Sablon. So, so again, men, if you want to re, you know, kind of reawaken that that spirit within you, uh, especially as we get ready to enter into this Lenten season, mm-hmm. I can't tell you enough how awesome these conferences are that the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men put on, and really to be able to hear uh, Deacon, uh, you know, Deacon Harold. Um, if he can't fire you up, I don't know what can. I love his talk. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, again, uh, I think uh, we're making that connection now with uh, Monsignor uh, Pope. Uh, do we have him on the air just yet? Yes, indeed. Hey, how are you doing, Monsignor Pope? I'm doing fine. I agree. You're here, Deacon Harold Sivers. You just can't get anyone better. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I would sometimes argue and say, well, if, if you got Monsignor Pope, I mean, you're doing pretty good too, right? <laughs> Well, you got to run her up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm so glad you had the time to join us today, Monsignor Pope. Uh, and for our listeners, uh, you know, uh, who are tuning in right now, Monsignor Pope is pastor at uh, Holy Comforter and St. Cyprian Catholic Church there in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. And you might be thinking and asking, well, why is he on this local program? Well, Monsignor Pope is going to be doing a three-day speaking presentation at Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church uh, beginning 
February 6th, running through uh, February 8th. Now, Monsignor Pope, could you kind of introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, you know, give us an idea as to how long uh, have you been, uh, you know, serving God and his people in your vocation? Uh, let's start there. Well, yeah, I've, I've been a priest 34 years, coming up on 35, and uh, uh, so I uh, entered the seminary over 40 years ago. <laughs> wow. And uh, I, uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm a parish priest here in D.C. I've been been a priest and pastor in this diocese for the whole time, and uh, I've done some blogging over the years, and I uh, I do these days, I do a lot of priest retreats throughout the country, and um, I, uh, um, some parish missions, and so Father Mark Lewis, who's pastor over there at Our Lady of the Tolman, had, he and I are old friends, go back to when his whole congregation came over from Anglicanism here in D.C. to, uh, to become Catholic, um, so in effect, they left the Episcopalian, you know, church and and joined with us. And uh, this, they've been a great. He founded St. Luke's here. Now he's down there at Our Lady of the Atonement. So um, I'm uh, I'm going to be there, and I'm looking forward to it. I would also say, as a priest, I guess, oh, what other things I do? You know, I get on all those crazy boards <laughs> and you know, the priest council, all that sort of stuff. And then I do I do uh, exorcism and so on here for the diocese too, which is. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so I keep busy. No, it's, it sounds like it. Um, you know, I want to also ask and, and touch on, you know, your uh, your history in Catholic media. You, you've been, in, you know, you've been a contributor for various Catholic media outlets uh, to include EWTN, uh, which uh, whom we are a, an affiliate of. Uh, what's been, you know, kind of your thought on the, the power of media and its role in proclaiming and evangelizing the truth of uh, the, the truths of our church and, and the holy name of Jesus? Well, I mean. Talk about a big pulpit, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful to think that, um, you know, when I was ordained a priest, there was no Internet. Um, well, at least not for the average person. There was no uh, email. <laughs> so I would get in the pulpit on Sunday, and I would reach whatever 1,200 people on a Sunday that came through or whatever. And I, maybe I'd write an article occasionally, but that was it. I mean, so the reach was very limited, but now... With both the internet, but also Catholic radio uh, and the podcast to generate from there, we have we have the capacity to reach, well, quite literally around the globe. Yeah. And certainly, my my pulpit is uh, bigger than ever in that sense. And so I'm so grateful to uh, Guadalupe Radio Network, to EWTN, to all the all the different opportunities that we have today to reach reach God's people and beyond God's people, the folks who need to be God's people. So it's indispensable, I think, would be the word I would assign to uh, Catholic media today, both radio and television, as well as uh, their Internet offshoots and podcasts and so on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Monsignor Pope, this is Trish here with Sean, his lovely co-host. He, he explains <laughs> me. <laughs> and I have a couple of, of questions for you. Um, but uh, first, you know, my kids and I, we listen to you regularly. They absolutely love your voice. And and then my youngest is always like, "That's Monsignor Pope on the radio," and I said, "Yes, it is." And so we take in what you're what you're um, what you're uh, explaining to us. And and my question for you is, uh, with the talk that's coming up at Our Lady of Atonement, and for the folks that don't listen to you regularly, can you explain what is the what is a huge takeaway for them to listen to your talk, especially live, because it'd be different, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what we wanted, what Father wanted me to speak on particularly is, um, 
You know, the glorious mercy of the fact that the Lord feeds us with his body and blood. And, you know, so many times that you hear this people, oh, I've got to go to Mass, I don't want to go to Mass, <laughs> no rules. You know, never mind that a bowling league has rules. I mean, you know, but <laughs> I mean, rules are part of anything. But the rules only there because the Lord wants to show you love. <laughs> I mean, so come to Mass, it's not so much a rule. It is, but it's also just an astonishing opportunity to experience that the eternal Son of God you know, puts on priestly vestments, walks the aisles of our church, mm-hmm. preaches a word to us, feeds us with his body and blood, and sends us off to tell others what they've heard and seen. You know, and what an act of love, what an act of, of, of healing and grace and strength the, the Lord gives us. Mm-hmm. And say, I'm going to go, it's boring, you know. And so there's this, um, we have a lot of work to do, I think, to re- remind people of the awesome love of Jesus, and that in a way, the Eucharist was the final wish of a dying friend, because at the Last Supper, he told his apostles, do this in memory of me. And uh, wow, you know, what an incredible thing. You know, I always say to people, if I were to, you and I walking across the street, and you see a truck coming, pushing out of the way, and you take the hit, and you're lying there. Mm-hmm. I run up to you, and you're lying there, literally dying, and you say, look, I'm not going to ever repay you, save my life. And you say, well, just go to Mass every Sunday and remember me. Mm-hmm. I, would you do it? Of course you would. I mean, well, Jesus did more than save our life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he opened the paradise, heavenly, the heavenly paradise. <gasps> and this, how can we not be utterly astonished at his mercy and his love? And then just not be, look at every opportunity to praise and worship him as, as a great, great invitation to a, a, a wonderful wonderful way to thank him. So, I mean, that's my long answer to your fairly straightforward question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Monsignor, this is Sean again, uh, and I wanted to ask you too, uh, with as long as you, you've been doing, uh, you know, talks, as long as you've been doing uh, re- retreats and such, um, so you've been, you know, in your in your priestly ministry, you know, over, over 35, or I guess 34 years now, you said, um, now, what can you maybe attribute to to the decline, let's say, in the in the the, the lay's attitude in going to to mass on a regular basis? Uh, you know, in in our belief in the true presence. I mean, obviously, we could probably you know sit and talk for another hour alone in, in this. But some things that that you as a pastor have seen uh, would would add to that decline. And more importantly, how can we you know reinvigorate ourselves uh, to these truths of of our faith? Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, boy, if I, if I could implement all this, we'd, you know, well, anyway. <laughs> it, it, but, but I think that some of what I'll say is, is a little bit controversial, but um, I, I just think, for example, um, I, was, I was actually raised by the, by the nuns mm-hmm. and, and the priests who were teaching back in, when I was a kid, there were still a lot of nuns and priests in, in school uh, and the parishes. And they would say, if you don't feel that going to Mass is good, you need to be authentic to yourself. You need to follow your conscience. Mm. Say, yeah, that's right. I don't feel like going to Mass. Mm. And suddenly my conscience is a, more, more, is a greater moral authority than the Church, the Scriptures. <laughs> you know, so right. terrible, terrible stuff. So that set up, I was probably the last generation that ever heard as a young man, you need to go to Mass or it's a moral sin. Sure. And then as I began to be a teenager, this all switched over to, oh, no, you just got to follow your conscience. Well, my conscience says I'm bored to death. I want to go. Yeah. Well, I was a teenager. What did I know? 
But anyway, so it starts there. But honestly, I had to also say, by the time I was a priest, I was ordained in 1989, um, I think um, it was about 18% in the Gallup polls at that time that could really confess that the true presence in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you notice the latest ones, we haven't moved the needle, not right. one bit. Mm-hmm. And I've been jumping up and down. I've been shouting and, and, and you know, um, you know, proclaiming, you know, the true presence in the Eucharist now for 30, 34, 35 years coming up. So I, I can only tell you that I think there, there is an aspect to the way we celebrate liturgy so casually often today. Mm-hmm. Without, without, you wouldn't know walking into the room there was really anything special here. Mm-hmm. Uh, except maybe Mrs. Murphy's birthday, let's all stand and sing happy birthday. Um, but there's a kind of a malaise. And I, I look, for the old, the old Latin mass, for all of his trouble, it, it created a sense of awe. Now, I'm not saying we should go. I, I like both forms of the mass for different reasons. I celebrate both forms. But I gotta tell you, the way the ordinary form is generally celebrated, you know, the way people dress, the way they act, the way the clergy act, you know, just generally, there's nothing special here, okay? And then you take to that, you add, I mean, all the stuff that I was taught as a little kid was just ripped away. Mm-hmm. For example, we receive communion kneeling. Now you're gonna stand. Uh, only the hands of the priest touch the Eucharist. Well, now you can receive in the hand. And by the way, we're moving the tabernacle which was once a whole focus, and you genuflected, you prayed before, the, then we're taking that and we're putting him off to the side, we're going to put a chair in his place. I mean, if an enemy had broken in to try to destroy our belief and our, our piety to the Eucharist, they couldn't have done a better job. Mm-hmm. Wow. And do I say that, well, we should all go back to just, you know, I, I'm just saying, we got to really look at how we torpedoed just ordinary human piety and just stab it in the heart. And then we want to know, well, why do people not believe in the Eucharist or why do they not bother to come to Mass or nothing special here? Yeah. It's kind of the message. And, you know, what we do is sometimes much more influential than what we say. And so we can teach and teach and teach, but not move the needle because when people actually come and see how we behave, well, nothing special here is the kind of the message. So, it's controversial. I'm not saying we have to go back to 1950, but I am saying that in our own way, we have to find our way back. And I really wish our bishops would allow some of us clergy a little more leeway, you know, to set up some options in our parish. For example, as a parish priest, I wouldn't just say, everyone's got to kneel now for communion, or everyone's got to uh, receive only on the tongue. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but I might say, we're going to start a Mass here with, with a rather traditional sense. We're going to use... It's going to be the new Mass, but it's going to face to the altar, and we're going to have kneeling for communion, and uh, we're going to encourage uh, you to receive on the tongue and, and so on. And you can, if you don't like that Mass, don't come to it. Yeah. You've got options. Right. At least let us get started that way. And I tell you, I promise you, I promise you, that if, if that's of God, and I think it is, it would grow. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it isn't, then they don't have to worry about it. Right. You know, but why don't they just give us a little more leeway? But if a, many priests in many dioceses, not all, try to do that, they get a lot of, they get called downtown. Now, the guy next door can do a clown mass or hang out rainbows, but if you try to face the altar, you know, well, you see the idea. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of structural problems, too, in yeah. trying to implement Eucharistic piety. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I would add, um, you know, me personally speaking, uh, there's an old saying that, you know, I, I kind of grew up with, and it's a uh, action shout and words whisper, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. the mass yeah. has always been every action in the mass, you know, there's a reason for it, right? The yeah, genuflecting, exactly. the, the elevating uh, uh, of the host, I mean, on and on. And yeah, there's different po- points mm-hmm. in the mass that help draw you into that, that belief. But, but, you know, uh, you know, to your, to your point, you know, there's things that have, uh, you know, maybe been taken away or, uh, for whatever you know, for one reason or or another, uh, that I would think you know has added to uh, that that lack of uh, you know but belief. But you know to 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 counter that, uh, you know, we put, you know here, now we have this three year Eucharistic re- revival. Uh, we've got priests, we've got bishops, you know, giving special uh, you know talks and presentations and, and such. Um, so this one that you're doing now, uh, what is it? You know, what do you think? you're hoping is going to be the, the big takeaway. Because if I, if I understand correctly, your presentation at Our Lady Atonement is going to be open to Q&A too. Is that right? Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, and that, that would hope that uh, people come yeah, with some, some good BC questions. Sean and I will be <laughs> well, there. We will yes, be there. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I think that... Um, what, 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 I think what the main hope that in terms of the focus of this particular mission is there's only one thing that needs to be said, but is that we, we just have got to remember and get back in touch with that this is an encounter mm-hmm. with the, the, the powerful, manly, strong, and glorious love of Jesus Christ for us. And um, that, um, uh, how, could, how can we miss it? But you see, we do. We, we just sort of get there, check off the box, and it's more of a tedious ritual than a transformative reality. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to, I think, invite people to once again consider is that um, how the Eucharist is transformative in their life and this, this powerful making present of the love of Christ for us. Um, you know, how, how can, if, you, if you really encounter Christ, you can't come away unchanged. Right. And so to, to hopefully open up people once again to the glory, the beauty, the majesty of liturgy, because I'm forcing many people today, and I, you know, turn the whole thing into a kind of a tedious ritual, not a transformative reality, something to get through, like getting a flu shot. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get this thing done as quickly and painlessly as possible, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thinking too often, and so uh, I think uh, this is this is aiming for the heart. Now, other other approaches have to aim for the head as well, namely that we we really stop and consider um, again that this is the absolute source and summit of the uh, the church's life, and um, we have to begin to re- rebuild the biblical basis as well as all of the teaching of the church on the true presence in the Eucharist, and uh, we also have to get you know I think get people back to adoration and so on. But as I say, at the end of the day. I really do think we've got to we've got to look to what we do liturgically, and we've got to get more serious. And bishops have to be more serious about a you know ending the liturgical abuses, and this kind of you know blasé kind of approach to the liturgy. You know, for for example, I mean, I, I love the old Latin liturgy, but it, it exists primarily, I think, in the strength that it does today. Because so many lay people are just they just had it up to here mm-hmm. with all kinds of foolishness that goes on at mass, and it's more of a refuge. And I think that the new mass deserves attention, 
And I think that's the, the, where I'm going to Our Lady of the Atonement, the Anglican you know, usage. Wow. It's, a, it's, I think, a glorious example of what the new Mass can be. Amen. Monsignor, I'm sorry to cut you off. But... It's very reverent. Um, I think that's a model. I really do. Um, not that everybody has to follow it exactly, I, but I think we should widen that as a model for the Church, and the bishop should give some leeway to priests. And um, God's good people. You know, the, the lower down the the pecking order it gets, the better. In other words, there's a good sensibility upon, among God's people about a lot of these things. I'm not talking about the ones who are so, they call themselves Catholic, but they're just dissenters. I mean, the, the folks who go to daily Mass, the folks that are in those pews, who are really, you know, at the heart and center of the church Church's life, they have a good sensibility. Amen. Um, well, uh, Monsignor Pope, uh, that music means that we're going to go to our break. I can't thank you enough for joining us. Again, listeners, Monsignor Pope is going to be speaking at Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church February 6th, 7th, and 8th at Our Lady of the Atonement. Monsignor, thank you so much for your time, and God abundantly bless you, okay? You as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hi listeners, this is Sean. I'm excited to let you all know that the GRN Car Raffle is back. Your chance to win a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 is right now. Tickets are only $25 each or five tickets for $100. Don't miss out. Cruise into the new year in style. To purchase your raffle tickets, call 210-579-9844 or go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle. Men of God, this is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and I am personally inviting you to join me for the 11th Annual Catholic Men's Conference at San Jose Catholic Church in Austin, Texas, on Saturday, February 18th from 8.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. This year's theme is One Bread, One Body, Hombres con Cristo, and it will focus on the meaning of the Eucharist for us as men. My talk will be about the transforming power of the Eucharist, how the Eucharist has truly formed and shaped my life, and how we need to come together as men, as brothers in arms, as brothers with Christ, in order to build up strong families. Because when we do that, brothers, we will have a strong church and a strong culture. So again, I cannot wait to see you. Join me on February 18th for the 11th Annual Catholic Men's Conference at San Jose Catholic Church in Austin, Texas. I can't wait to see you there. Hi, it's your conscience here again. You know you want it. I'm talking, of course, about the 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C, and on Friday, February 24th, it could be all yours if your name is drawn. Just go to grnonline.com or call 888-784-3476. Tickets are $25 each or 5 for 100 So what are you waiting for? And welcome back, folks, to your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. Uh, and don't be shy. You know, join the uh, Facebook group page, GRN um, South and Central TX. You know, that's our Facebook group page uh, that you can, um, you know, 
you know, actually catch the, the, the live stream there. Uh, and if you're just joining us, man, we just got done wrapping up a super fast conversation uh, with Monsignor Charles Pope, mm-hmm. a pastor at Holy Comforter, St. Cyprian Catholic Church uh, there in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. Yes. Uh, he's going to be doing a three-night speaking presentation on the Eucharist. Uh, and how it truly is, you know, God's gift to us, His mercy for us, um, you know, there at Our Lady of the Atonement. So I would encourage you, uh, again, any one of those three nights, February 6th, 7th, and 8th. So that's next, uh, Monday, I believe. I had to look at the calendar on that. February 6th, 7th, and 8th is, is Monday, it? Tuesday, yeah, and Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday, and mm-hmm. Wednesday. That's right. Monsignor Pope is also going to be our keynote speaker for the annual Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner, uh, going to take place April 13th. Uh, that's the same event where we're going to recognize the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco, also known as the Institute of the Daughters of Mary, Help of Christians. Uh, So again, more to come on that. But man, what were some quick takeaways, Trish? Oh, there's no quick quick takeaways with Monsignor Pope. (laughs) It was just amazing. If you folks, if you missed it, go to our podcast later on and listen to his talk over again. Um, It was just it. He nailed it. Just, yeah. For you me, know, he nailed it. <laughs> you know, something that stood out to me in, in what he was uh, describing, though, you know, he was saying some of his thought uh, may be controversial, but I don't see why, though, right? I mean, when you're speaking truth, I mean, there there are things that we can do that would add to, you know, a a more, let's say, a, a feeling of, of more reverence or mm-hmm. so. I mean, things that just elevate your worship, right? Right. Um, and I mean... You can go anywhere. I mean, you 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 can see that. I mean, it, it varies to different levels and such. But I mean, it, it's no secret, no. you know. But you um, also nailed it too, Sean, because you said controversy, right? There's a lot of that going on in our church today. But he, I love that he said he loves both masses, the Norvis Ordo and the yeah, Latin. Yeah. There's beauty in both. So. Right. Um, I, I love that. I love yeah, that. I'm actually uh, anxious to, to hear more uh, from him. Uh, for more information on Monsignor Pope, he does have a website, uh, mm-hmm. MonsignorPope.com. Uh, that's the abbreviation for Monsignor M-S-G-R-Pope. Uh, you can learn more about him. Uh, he's got uh, different homilies that he has posted on there. Um, and once more, I can't say it enough. If you want to hear more about you know, uh, the Eucharist, you want to hear more about um, you know, Monsignor Pope, He's got the speaking engagement taking place next Monday through Wednesday at Our Lady of the Atonement mm-hmm. Catholic Church. Uh, and um, we're definitely hoping to, to be out there. Uh, and one and he's thing. He's going to do a question and answer. Go, yes. Yes. So. That's right. So get all your questions, yes. uh, you know, written down. Um, I'm sure you're probably going to have a litany of questions, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't outdo you now, John. So. <laughs> no, uh, one thing I wanted to cover also, um, you know, before we even got the, the program started, the conversation mm-hmm. started, um, you know, Father Peter per, uh, Prusikiewicz uh, is doing the, you know, Encounter with Angels uh, presentations at various uh, parishes at the Power of St. Michael, Archangel mm-hmm. of the Divine Mercy. Um, actually, today being the 31st, uh, looks, or excuse me, the 30th, mm-hmm. he's going to be out at St. Dominic uh, this this morning. No, this evening, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., mm-hmm. Prince of Peace tomorrow. Uh, but... Again, if you want to learn more about the many, I mean, he's got a ton of, um, you know, presentations he's doing. Um, you know, please go to, uh, the, you know, the, the website. 
Um, that is stmichaeltheArchangel.info to, to learn more. Uh, but now uh, we're going to welcome uh, some friends of ours uh, to the program, uh, Miss Jennifer Seventy and Dan Seventy, fa- co-founders of uh, Sanctus Ranch of uh, mm-hmm. Spir- Spiritual Retreat Foundation. They're going to they've got a lot going on. I lot. mean, if, they always have a lot going yes, on. Though. <laughs> I yes, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really them too and their family, you know, doing this. So yeah. without further delay, let me go ahead and welcome first and foremost uh, the best of the half of uh, you know the seventies here, Miss <laughs> Jennifer Seventy. How are you Amen. doing today, Miss Jennifer? I'm very well. I'm very happy to be here today. You know, uh, I gotta ask you. You don't seem nervous at all. Yeah. Uh, about yeah. being on Facebook Live, about <laughs> you know tons of listeners tuning in. Uh, Dan said that you're going to be a nervous wreck, and that's not the case. I'm okay. I'm okay. I like to be in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know. Also, uh, you know, welcome to the program once again, Dan Seventy. Uh, you know, Jennifer's wonderful husband. Um, and so tell us more about what y'all got planned going on at Sanctus Ranch, uh, beginning, of course, with this women's retreat. So let's start there, Miss Jennifer. Well, you know, Dan started uh, this men's retreat, Whiskey, Cigars, and Jesus with Father Richard Gooden. And all the ladies were like, what about us? And so we said, what can we do? And um, I know women like whiskey, but we are going to focus <laughs> on the wine um, because that's what I like. No, but we are going to have... a. Uh, our new women's retreat called New Wine. Uh Um, It will be February 17th, 18th, and 19th and out at Sanctus Ranch. And, you know, we're just excited to have some ladies out there, have some wine and, you know. Well, is this your your first retreat you're leading, Miss Jennifer? Or how many of these have you done? I've never, I've been a part of a lot of different retreats, um, but I've never uh, emceed and kind of led the retreat. Does this take you out of your comfort zone a little bit or what's the feeling like to be for this to be your first one? What what internally what what are you thinking? What are you feeling right now? Um I it does take me out of my comfort yeah. zone a little bit. Um but I'm very excited uh to, you know, grow because I think that's what yeah. God calls us to do is to grow and step out on faith a little bit and I know that we have an amazing um couple of speakers that are going to be there to be a part of it so mm-hmm. you know we're not truly i'm not truly alone <laughs> you know let me ask you so uh dan's over here in, in the corner you know he's sitting he's listening to you speak and such <laughs> what exactly is dan's role in all this dan w- would you tell us <laughs> uh, i've been told that i am supposed to do exactly what she says with the kitchen <laughs> follow all instructions everything will be pre-done so ladies if you have heard that there's wonderful food at a sanctus ranch retreat it will be one Wonderful, yes. and everything will be prescribed to me exactly how to do it. <laughs> uh, but no, it's funny. I'm, I'm, we're excited to be here. We're excited about new wine. I, I will tell you, Jen used to say to me often, she said, you know, I wish I could go on a men's retreat. And I'd always ask her, well, why do you want to go on a men's retreat? She'd say, you know, I just want to go on a retreat where I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. When, you know, somebody could give me some logical, practical things to do. Because her experience had been that so many of of the women's retreats are just they're very emotional mm-hmm. they they kind of encourage to be in that wounded state mm-hmm. um and, and and really that's kind of the focus of what was going on she's like i want a retreat where we can come together and walk out kind of on fire on sunday you guys seem to walk out on fire you've been rejuvenated yeah. and so that's really where new wine came so my role is to be the background help put these things together um and uh and we do have a little announcement sean you might not even 
doesn't know this, mm-hmm. but uh, Father Richard Gooden has actually agreed to fly down from Kentucky, oh. and he will be the spiritual director How on the New that? Wine Retreat as Amen. well. So if anyone listening, their husbands enjoyed Father Richard, right. yeah. your wives will have that opportunity at this retreat. Wonderful speaker. I I, I really love it when he talks, and, and, and the advice he gives, it's phenomenal. So I'm, I'm so excited. Yes. And so my question is for you, Jen. What can folks, uh, what can the women expect that's different from the other? I know Dan touched on it a bit, but yep. I want to hear from you. So <laughs> what what women can expect is that, you know, like oftentimes we go away on retreat right. and it's an awakening retreat. It's emotional. Um but sometimes we come home exhausted. Mm-hmm. I know I've come home from exhausted from a retreat and I'm like, that's not what I want for women. Um, and so new wine is different. It's going to give women an opportunity to rest physically and mentally. Um, and it's going to give them a chance to recharge, refill your cup, um, get renewed and it's going to be positive and uplifting. Um, you know, we have six children mm-hmm. and when they were little, we lived in New Hampshire and I would go on a women's retreat every year during Lent. And it was an ordeal mm-hmm. to get everything set so I could feel like I could leave Dan right. and all of my children would be fed, clothed, and alive when I got home. <laughs> and, um, and for a while, he had my mom to help, and then I wanted her to come with me. Aww. And so my mom and I had just an amazing time just sharing a room together, going away, and that's what I want for these women. Um, I encourage women, if you have a mom um, or sisters, uh or a best friend, this is going to be a great opportunity to get away and to do that. Um, and, you know, we all have a million reasons why we can't. I've had women, I've texted them, and I'm like, hey, come on. The, I have all the... Take a minute. Mm-hmm. Because if you are filled and renewed, you are going to be a better version of yourself when you go back to your families. We all have responsibilities. Um and it will it will just be a way to you know grow and give yourself some time mm-hmm. yes no that sounds awesome mm-hmm. i mean that that was a, a lot you know and then one thing uh, i i couldn't help but notice uh so for information on the retreat uh folks if you're tuning in you're interested in and learning more about this you want to sign up especially again I can't say this enough. You know, I said it earlier with the uh, men's conference uh, taking place uh, for Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men that weekend of February. Uh, you know, for them, it was February 18th. But this retreat is February 17th through the 19th. All of this leading up to the beginning of, of Lent, right? Yes, I mean, Lent exactly. begins February 22nd. Uh, Ash Wednesday is, uh, yeah, it's February 22nd. Thank God, because my birthday's on the 23rd. And, you know, if I had We're a, birthday buddies. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so there won't be the need to fast on our birthday. You know, right. But if it, you know, if it were the case, I would. Uh, but I will tell you how awesome this is to be able to have these, you know, sort of events leading up to what we're preparing for, you know, going into the desert to really, you know, take an inner reflection as to how we can prepare uh, for the celebration of, uh, you know, our our, our Savior's resurrection at Easter. But, you know, as we prepare for that, you got this retreat that you're putting on. And I got to say, I'm looking at this lineup of speakers. Yeah. Tell us more about the, the lineup of speakers. One of them looks pretty familiar to me. <laughs> yes, one of them is our daughter, Sarah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, part of having Sarah involved in this is that, you know, we want to encourage, it's not just moms, it's single 
women, you know, that it's a good way to, you know, gain a foundation of what is true femininity. Mm-hmm. And um, Sarah is very passionate about that. Um, and then, you know, the more mature women um, can come <laughs> along as well. And so we're just trying to give everybody that opportunity to um, grow. And especially in this. You got something for everybody. We really do. And we're trying, you know, it's not just moms with little kids. Mm-hmm. Like people. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're a young woman or a more mature woman or a mom in the thick of it, we all are in different seasons and we're really going to, um, you know, explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the ride down, we had an opportunity to speak with one of the other speakers. We have a great lady, Jessica Count. Mm-hmm. She's a homeschooling mom of seven. Um, she's fantastic. She's actually a friend of Father Richard's and that's how we got connected. Um, but she has put together some great talks to bring ladies through, you know, a very logical Logical uh, approach, a theological approach to true womanhood. Mm-hmm. And as she just expressed on the ride down here, I was super impressed because I'm like, I want all my girls to be listening to yeah. what she's got to say right. because it was a great, uh, a great thought process that she had. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was mentioning, for instance, you know, um, as women, much like the men, we talked a little bit about it in the men's retreat, but the making of wine kind of can be something we reflect on in our lives. There's going to be those times that you're going to be going through looking like a beautiful, beautiful piece of fruit ready to go, only to find that the next order of business is the crushing, crushing. and the mm-hmm. smashing and the fermenting yeah. and the, the waiting, being in a bottle until someday you come out and then there's now this bouquet of aromas and things. Mm-hmm. And so the, the correlation of the theme is so super cool between Jessica and then Sarah's going to be yeah. sharing. And then we're very blessed also to have our good friend, Kate Keck, that's going to be lead us, leading us in the worship elements of the weekend so it's a it's a powerful team along with jen i'm very excited for them now you know uh, if i can ask uh, i think i touched on this uh you know in in the introduction but y'all you were looking to do this i think last year under uh women wine and worship mm-hmm. um that didn't you know pan out uh for scheduling and things like that uh so this has been in the making for well over a year mm-hmm. right yeah. so tell us uh you know what that thought process is like to be able to really almost see this thing come to full you know to fruition here we are talking about wine and grapes and <laughs> <laughs> so well, what's that like for you jen um you know i just <sighs> I I just have it on my heart that I just want to feed women. Like I want to give them an opportunity to to get away and to not have to do the dishes and to not have to cook and to take some time just to um, sit and reflect and um, find out where they are in their lives, where they are in their spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, last year when we tried to do it, it was in May and there were confirmations and first communions and all those different things. And so we just, we wanted to find a time and it's never a, a perfect time for everyone, but a time where it could be right before Lent where we could really set women up to mm-hmm. have a good, fruitful um, Lenten experience. Yeah, you know, so it's. I mean, obviously, there was there was intent to to the scheduling of, yes. of this. Then, right, yeah. uh, Dan. If I can ask you, um, you know, as a husband myself, uh, to see my wife, you know, do things that kind of make her uh, kind of pushes her out her 
out her comfort zone. You know, there's there's a moment there that's like, you know, I'm excited for, I'm proud. I mean, uh, she's not, you know, she. There are things that you know, uh, I've ha- I've asked her to do that she wasn't quite comfortable with, but I, you know, she does it out of love for me and and, and such. What's it like for you to experience uh, and go through this and walk in a company, uh, Jennifer, on this journey of hers too, to to do something completely uh, outside of what she would normally uh, you know do on her own? Yeah, it's it's very nice. You know, very often she'll say, "Well, I have this role or I have that role," mm-hmm. and uh, and so we just encourage her to get out there and to share where she's at. And as we were driving down here, one of the neat things we were talking about is she was just talking about how the different stages in her life have mm-hmm. brought her and to different places. And so uh, she really feels like now this is an opportunity. She's prepared. You know, you go through those phases of when you're single, you know, you're early married. There's lots of little kids running around. Uh, in our family, we actually just realized that we are, our youngest is going to be a teenager in a month. Oh, man. So, so even Jen is at this stage of life where now she can start yes. to give in a different way where some of those those demands on her have freed up a little bit. I mean, I did place a little bit of a demand. She has a big time job now. Uh, but outside of that, um, it's exciting to see her do that. And then it's also exciting to see her have this opportunity to do uh, this with Sarah yeah. and with yeah. this team of women. And so uh, it is very nice. It's uh, it, it's one of those uh, moments where as a husband, mm-hmm. you know, for especially for somebody like me, I'm loud. I'm out front. This is you what don't we say. do all the time um, but it's nice to kind of step back and see that yes. just come out of them yes and it's so nice to have Jen here for once because we usually only have Dan yes and so but to hear and to see the passion you have going into this um, for, for a woman and I know I have a lot of friends that have already signed up for this event yeah. um, can you t- talk us through what to expect on the Friday when we get there on a Saturday Sunday I love how you say it's good to go to Mass on Sunday, and I'm glad you're offering that. But yeah. I'm looking at the website, and I see Adoration, Divine Mercy Chaplet. But but go ahead and walk us through that. So um, women can begin arriving, I think, as early as 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, part of the thing is lots of times we go on retreat. We're, like, booking it out of work or whatever and yeah. tossing the right. kids to our husbands. But we want, like, if you're going to go away and you've got coverage earlier in the mm-hmm. day, come out. Yeah, Like, just Come out, take a nap, so you're all refreshed to mm-hmm. start off the thing, and then um, we'll probably begin our program around five thirty. Okay. We'll have some things going on, then we'll have dinner. Um, I know we're going to be drinking some wine and eating some cheese and talking about wine, and then um, we're going to have um, benediction and adoration, oh, and there'll beautiful. be time for reconciliation, mm-hmm. and then. Um, you're going to get to sleep in. I will not ring a bell at all. No bells. You have your phone. You can set an alarm for, you know, you might want to get up early and go pray. You know, you might want to, you know, go take a walk. Um, And we have all of that there. You can go take a walk on the property. And then um, we'll have some breakfast in the morning that Dan will prepare. It'll be great. So you can't sleep in. That's right. He is not sleeping in that that weekend. And then, um, you know, we're going to have some talks in the morning. Um, We'll have a wonderful lunch later in the afternoon, um, which will consist, I don't want to give away all the secrets. Um, And then in the afternoon, we'll have some free time. If people want to go take a nap, if you want to read a book, if you want to sit around and drink some more wine, you can do that. Sure. 
And then uh, some other talks and a very special dinner on Saturday night that our men are going to prepare for us. And uh, I'll, I mean, and then- it'll be one of those weekends that is going to be a lot of fun because we want to give some very powerful moments. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then the downtime. We experience this with the guys yes. retreat, too. Uh, sometimes these retreats that we go on, it, you, we're supposed to retreat from the chaos of the world. And sometimes what we do is we actually go on retreats and we run a retreat center. So we see it all the time. It's actually more chaotic than your normal life. Yeah. And so the design is to be fed, to be nourished, to have those great opportunities of prayer. But, you know, I would nothing would warm my heart more than to see some moms that are normally attending to all their kids yeah. be a little pampered, yeah. sitting around, maybe outdoor by the fire with a glass of wine, just being able to talk. And then what was great on the men's retreat, and I know we'll see it on the women's retreat, it's great to see that person walking back from the lodge that just decided God was calling them to a nap. That's what retreating from the world is all about. So we're hoping that the ladies enjoy that too. And you know, a lot of retreats, I think what people miss the most, um, the best opportunity for conversation is around the table when you're eating. And we see so many retreats where it's like, hurry up, let's eat. You got 30 minutes and then we're going to go back. But you know what? To just see, we see it with the guys. We see it when retreats really do take that time to just sit around the table and talk. Yes. You know, I mean, Jesus did that with his disciples. Right. They sat around the table and he taught them and they talked mm-hmm. and they drank wine and that's what we he want. He didn't have the last supper by himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're exactly right. That is right. That is right. You know, if I can ask you something, because uh, we've got just a, a few minutes left uh, in, in the conversation. Tell us uh, and our listeners about the registration information. You know, Tell us uh, what they can expect. Uh, what do they receive You know, with the, the registration and where can they register? Absolutely. Us? So you can go to both of the websites. You can go to sanctusranch.com and under events, you will see it listed there. It'll also take you over to the Spiritual Retreat Foundation website, Mm -hmm. which is srfretreats.org, and then you can register. One of the things that's great about this retreat is we have some different lodging accommodations. There are some of the rooms that have two queen beds in it, so Mm it would be yourself and another another lady that's come on the retreat. We just got a registration from some ladies that it's uh, two sisters and they're bringing their mom, so they're going to use one of the rooms with four. So there's some different options that you have there. It will include all of the food, uh, all of the linens. You don't have to worry about that. It's all there. Bring your own bathing towel. Mm -hmm. Um, Ladies, don't even worry about makeup. There won't be that many guys around anyways. Uh, (laughs) Just come and be. Uh, But then, you know, we're encouraging everyone, much like the men's retreat, you know, bring a couple bottles of wine, bring your Bible, bring your rosary. Just come and be ready. Um, But on Saturday night, we'll be feeding you an a spectacular dinner. Yeah. There are some other cool little nice things that'll be going on. And then on Sunday, too, we're going to have mass, and the families are encouraged to come yeah. out and join and pick their ladies up, refreshed and renewed, to go back home. Um, so they can do all of that on the websites. There is also the opportunity to just register with a small down payment so mm-hmm. that you can be on. Um, registration is filling up. I'm very yeah. excited about the numbers that are coming in. Awesome. So ladies, if you have an opportunity, go do it now. And, and I don't know if it's okay, but I, I just want to say something to the men. The men that might be listening right now. Your wife might need the freedom. She might need your honey. It's okay. Go. I've got this. She does so much in our families. Very often I had to say, Jen, 
it's okay. Mm-hmm. I probably won't kill all the kids. <laughs> They'll survive. <laughs> you know, the Lord has blessed us with fast food. We're good. We can handle this yeah. for the weekend. So any of the men that are listening, whether you got young kids at home or they're grown, or maybe your wife is taking care of an elderly parent or something, find a way to give this gift to your wives, to your spouses, to your daughters, to your moms, to just say, go, mm-hmm. be, be renewed, be refreshed, be recharged um, so that they can come back and they can do what the Lord's calling them to do in a greater way. Amen. Uh, again, to register and for all the information uh, on registration for New Wine, uh, a retreat from Spiritual Retreat Foundation, uh, you can visit srfretreats.org forward slash new dash wine or you can go uh, to like Dan said to the sanctusranch.com click on uh, you know events and and find that the feed there uh, I know you you know we've got just a couple of minutes I wanted to also kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about you know uh, this other marriage encounter that uh, y'all are putting on uh, so in, in a minute or so I mean kind of tell us a little bit about uh, this new endeavor that you're taking on well and I'd love people to go check out the websites for some Information. We'll be having a Being Known Marriage Day Retreat on February the 25th from 9 to 4. We developed, a, right a couple of years ago, we developed a very powerful marriage assessment. It's for engaged couples and marriage enrichment, and that assessment is now going to be made available through this Being Known Day Retreat. So in this retreat, you'll be going through an assessment that you take online that'll talk about behaviors, motivations, your family of origin, your relationship alone. Alignment, and it is a wonderful tool just to start a dialogue. No matter if you're new married, uh, you've been married forever, we can all use to learn a little bit more about our spells. Mm-hmm. And it's great to have some of that conversation. So February the 25th will be the Being Known Marriage Day Retreat. We're also very excited. Father John Jenkins from Our Lady of the Atonement, who is a married priest uh, as he came over uh, and joined the Catholic Church after he was already a priest with three children. He'll also be there giving our keynote presentation on marriage with great insights as and well. And the website for that? They can go to sanctusranch.com and Click see it there. Events. And then also srfretreats.org information to be known. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so again, <laughs> a, lot to, a lot to catch up on. And that music means that uh, we are done for the day. Yes. Join us next week. Uh, remember, folks, the GRN car raffle is still commencing. Uh, feel free to go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle for your raffle tickets or come out this weekend to Holy Spirit Catholic Church. And until then, God bless you and uh, we will see you soon. Hey, Donnie, what are the two most important things we receive at Mass? Daddy, Christmas, scripture. That's right. All right, one more. Who loves you the most? Jesus. That's right. Mary. That's right. (laughs) They love us too. If you don't educate your children in the faith, who will? Educate yourself and your family by listening daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network. And make sure to get the GRN app by logging online to grnonline.com. Mother Teresa said, let no one come to you without leaving better or happier. This is how we try to live our personal and professional lives. We're Rob and Camille DeMaio, proud sponsors of Guadalupe Radio here in San Antonio. Our team of realtors can help you through every step of buying or selling a home. For more information, call us at 210-488-1144 for real estate help in San Antonio and throughout the United States. Rob and Camille DeMaio, your real estate team. 210-488-1144. 
210-488-1144. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The birth of the church is described in the account of Pentecost from the book of Acts. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is the same Holy Spirit presence of God that was so thick it barred entrance to the tent of meeting in the desert and overwhelmed Solomon's priests at the inauguration of the first temple. This very same Spirit gave the prophets their message and empowered great miracles. This same Spirit of power breathes through the very fabric of our lives. What will you allow Him to do through you today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is the station the Lord has made. KJMA, 89.7 FM, Floresville, San Antonio. Also at grnonline.com. So listen daily, rejoice, and be glad.